Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakeham and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy Lake Kim in the building, and I got my brother KB in the building with me. We on episode 26, and we decided to name this one, Love Everybody, But Love You More. And I think this message is major because as entrepreneurs, sometimes we forget to love the most important person, which is ourselves. KB, he got the quarter of the day, and he's going to let y'all know why we decided to choose this topic. KB, what's the quarter of the day? Today's quote is, I got my own back. And this was said by one of the legends, Maya Angelou. It's so short and straight to the point. I love this quote because it's really bold and you need to have that self-sufficient love in order to grow as a person. If you don't love yourself, then nobody will. (laughs) Yeah, bro. And I feel like as most entrepreneurs in the, the beginning stages of entrepreneurship, we miss this point. We miss this point more than a lot of the other issues we talked about because sometimes when you broke, you don't care about nothing other than being like not broke anymore. I already know how this feel. It's one thing to be broke and then try to be in love. (laughs) (laughs) It's sad because it's like when you in a unfortunate situation, when you are lacking financially, only thing you see is money. You don't see self-care. You don't see time for yourself. You don't see that. You dedicate everything towards growing your business. This is one of the main reasons why we chose this topic because we want to discuss with entrepreneurs that it's okay to love yourself along in your journey because it's very important. You're going to need that love to push you to keep growing and to be bigger and better successfully. When you lack self-love, you lose happiness. And when you don't got happiness, what's the point of continuing the journey? Facts. And it's like we got in this to be free, but you're not really free if you don't love yourself. That's a big thing that as... I'm approaching my five-year anniversary in business, man. Like, it's crazy because the deeper and the more in-depth I get with entrepreneurship, the more I'm realizing that I lacked a lot of self-love in the beginning stages. And now I'm about to make up and and treat myself as much as I can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you on that, bro, because I just started treating myself. And if I did treat myself, I used to feel guilty about it. I was just trying to, you know, chase the bag. Ain't no more guilt tripping on this side, bro. (laughs) So let's get into the problems. The first problem is that entrepreneurs don't celebrate the small victories. It's been plenty of times where I'm like, all right, I got this. Let's get the next client. I got this. Let's get the next person. And you just always chasing. You never really embrace that moment. And when you don't do that, you know, you lose out. I think sometimes when you hit that accomplishment or when you come across that first small victory, sometimes it just feels like it's not that big of a deal because you're like, I'm supposed to do this. I should have did this or I should have did this a a while ago. So sometimes when we come across it, we're like, ah, it's no big deal. But when you're looking at the full scope of things, you're like, nah, man, I should have celebrated that more. I think our entrepreneurs definitely need to understand why we have to celebrate these small victories. I definitely got an example for this. Now, nah, that's definitely a good point. We're supposed to be doing so much better than we're actually doing. And when we actually create something or finish something, it's, I know I could do more. I know I could do more. And that's just the driving some people. But sometimes we let that go to extreme 
and overtake us appreciating the progress. The second problem, you guys, entrepreneurs stop doing the little things that they enjoy. This is always funny because when you talk to people like, yo, how you been doing? I'm, I'm good. I've been chilling, grinding. And that's it. That's all they have to say. Like, I'm, I'm chilling, I'm grinding. The reason they say that is because they think that's the answer people want to hear. And they feel like if they say that, it, it makes them look better. In the beginning stages, that's how I was too. Like, they're like, yo, how you doing? I'm like, I'm working. What else am I supposed to do? You and I, we got a different perspective on this. Yeah, people ask me, like, what I'm doing? I'm, I'm outside. I'm about to be lit this weekend. <laughs> I'm about to have some fun. It's like, for real? Like, how you? Oh, I got to make time for that. I have to. I work too hard. I use my mind so strategically for everyone else needs. Let me just have a time to unwind and really just chill and be myself. Yeah, bro. I'm not embarrassed no more to show that I have fun. Like, sometimes, like you say, you feel guilty when you're doing something that you enjoy because you're like, yo, I should be working. You know, I shouldn't be turning up. I shouldn't be playing ball. Like I said, no more guilt tripping. Do the things you love because that's what creates happiness. Remember that D-Wade commercial where he was sleeping and he woke up in a nightmare because he was like, he was getting outworked? Yep. And that's real life for people where they feel like, yo, somebody's outworking me right now. I got to keep working. I got to keep working. But then you have people who are like LeBron and Steph Curry who have fun all the time. They could be dancing on the court and then shoot a three in your face and still be successful. (laughs) That's the only thing I didn't really get with Kobe. Like, he didn't really have a fun life. He just played basketball and that was it because he felt like I need to lock in 150%. But you got somebody like Steph and Braun who just characters instill the best at their craft. Yeah, like they'll kill you on the court and then smile about it. Even Shaq. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a major point is you got to enjoy it, man. If you're in an industry and you love your job as being an entrepreneur, man, like you got to show that side of you because nobody want to be around a person that don't have fun. And I feel like sometimes entrepreneurs are scared to show that side. That's what we want our entrepreneurs to get better at. Third problem we got. Entrepreneurs sacrifice their health for financial gain. Now, firsthand, you know, I'm, for myself, I dealt with this. Even me being a trainer, there's been times where I got to finish this file. I got to finish, you know, set up this event break. I got to finish whatever it is instead of me actually working out and taking the right steps for my health. And we get caught up in that chasing the bag because, like, yo, I got to do this. I got to do this. Bro, you got to take care of yourself. Your health is very important. One of the things I say is make time for exercise or make time for illness. Either one, you got to make time for one or the other. Once I, I wrote that quote down and I have it in my room, it always, you know, brings things back into perspective because I'm like, yo, wait, Kim, like what kind of decision you going to make? You going to make time for exercise and to make sure that you staying healthy or you going to make time to be sick because, one of the two is going to happen, and it's inevitable. As entrepreneurs, we got to make a choice of which one we prefer. And you got to pay more for that sickness. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's real rap. Make the time for, you know, the things you want, and the health should be something, a top priority on your list. Yeah, bro. So, like, let's jump into some of the experiences, man. Our entrepreneurs, I feel like this is a topic that, like I said, we all feel this way, but like we we're, we're embarrassed, man. We're embarrassed to show that we have fun and we care about ourselves and we love ourselves. We always are 
willing to love everybody, but you know, we're, we're scared to love ourselves. What's the first experience you got? My only regret is not celebrating my small victories. I was so busy letting my circumstances take my joy from my accomplishments. Like all I saw was just debt. No matter what <laughs> I did, it was like, yo, debt. You still in debt, you still in debt. I sold the house. All right, you still gotta pay people. You still owe people money. I did my first vacation ever. You still, you still got money. <laughs> Get my first car. You still in debt. Like you got it in debt. <laughs> All these things was in my head is, yo, I know my debt is going to get cleared up because I'm taking the right steps, but I can't let this take away my joy. I, eventually I'm going to get out of this and I did get out of it, but I never appreciate the moment until I got out. I hated that because it's like so many moments I could have really took value from and I didn't. And I paid money for these different experiences and I'm not getting the full experience because I'm worried about this big financial burden. What would you say was one of your first big wins as an entrepreneur? So like when you first got in a game, a training or real estate, what would you say, you know, looking back on it now that you're like, yo, that was a victory. And I overlooked that because I was just so caught up in chasing the bag. I would have to say selling my first house. I sold my first house in Hollis, Queens. I don't even know how I did the deal. It was like my biggest check at being an entrepreneur like at once, upfront money. I was about 24. With the house situation, it took about four, four and a half months to close. By that time, my credit cards was damn near maxed out. So by the time I got the check, which is about like 4,500, I believe, or 4,500, 5,000, my broker kind of screwed me over, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it, and I, I took a picture of it, but I didn't really appreciate it. It was like, all right, yo, you got to do another one. You got to keep going. And I, I'm mad at myself. I didn't do anything out of that money for myself. I just paid certain things I need to pay and then save some. I regret that moment because like, yo, for me to sell a crib in Queens, my family never owned a house. I'm helping somebody else buy their first house, young black owners. I should have took that moment in, but I didn't. I was just so focused like, all right, I got this. All right, I got to go pay such and such. Let's try to find the next house. Looking back on it now, what would you have done different? How would you have celebrated? Like, what would you have done? Man, I probably would have got me a nice dinner. <laughs> a nice red lobster dinner at the time. <laughs> <laughs> With a drink. <laughs> yes, sir. And yeah. that's how it got to be, bro. Like, for real. I wasn't going to ball out and try to go somewhere like Ruth Chris or something. But I knew I should have did something celebratory where I, it made me feel good and get that emotion like I just completed something. One of my first small victories that I think I overcame was bouncing back from my account, dropping to the negative, and then just going back to the black. It was crazy because in business, we always say we have our ups and our downs. When you get used to being in the red and then you go into being in the black, meaning you finally have positive and you're moving upwards, I should have rewarded myself more. This is how business should be handled. You shouldn't be living in business in the red. So I just remember that moment. I remember how I feel. A lot of the small victories that I've experienced in the beginning parts of entrepreneurship, I really, really, really wish that I had documented more of it. I feel like I, I should have documented more pictures more videos just because 
now when we share some of these things, people just feel like it's some type of far-fetched, made-up story. People don't believe that you and me really struggled when we was 22, 21, 20, getting in the game. It just sounds like we the old heads back in my day. But <laughs> that ain't even the case. It's just right. a part of our story. Yeah, now that is true. It makes it more credible when we have that type of documentation whether it's the pictures or videos about what we've been going through the struggle. And I do have some stuff in my phone where I recorded. I remember I'm going to look at these days, look at back at these days and laugh because the struggle is part of this entrepreneurial journey. Everybody goes through the struggle, no matter if it's a financial struggle, a mental struggle, physical struggle, everybody's going through some type of struggle. And these obstacles are going to be in front of you, but it's your job to overtake them. I got a question. Why do you feel like entrepreneurs so embarrassed to celebrate a small victory, man. Why is the, the small victories something that they just feel like, I should be doing this? It's the comparisons compared to everyone else. So they're comparing, you know, their chapter one to somebody's chapter 10. And they're saying, well, this person has this level of success and this is how they celebrate. Then I don't, I can't afford to celebrate because I'm not even at that chapter yet. You can't compare yourself to someone else because they have different struggles. Yeah, bro, because I feel like I even remember, bro, even before I became an entrepreneur, man, when my dad got me my first hoopty, <laughs> bro, that first car that I got, man, it was amazing. I remember the, the feeling that I felt when I got my very first car. It would have been so easy for me to not appreciate it because I'm like, my dad just got me my first car, which was a 1996 Nissan Pathfinder. Just being grateful for something like that is something that could have easily been overlooked because if I just looked at it in the other way and be like, well, I know this kid in college, his first car was, was a BMW that his parents gave him at the age of 18. And I'm like, dang, I, like, I wish that was me. We all come from different lanes and different environments. You said that's what makes things so much more grateful and so much more, and we appreciate those things better. What may be small to someone else could be like the most impactful thing to you. Yeah. And another aspect too, for me personally, is the trauma of being broke. Where it's like, my mother used to always buy certain things for us. It was always like a hit or miss. We, I didn't know if we was poor. I didn't know if we was good. So <laughs> she used to make things do, but sometimes when she make things do, she do it as a sacrifice out of love. She really couldn't have really afforded, but she ended up getting something for me. But I won't know until a couple of months later or weeks later, like, all right, this is why we got to eat this for the next week because she don't have money. I appreciate it for that, but it scarred me not to really celebrate as much or at all because I'm like, I can't go back to being broke. And I'm learning that it's something that I'm still dealing with now. It's like a real paranoia and trauma of not being fully good financially. And I'm like, I don't want to go back to that place. Let's talk about some of the athletes. Like you said, Kobe or like Jordan. I know Jordan and them celebrated it. The way that people perceive it is Jordan never really had fun. As soon as he got one championship, he was thinking about the next or the same thing with Kobe. Some of these athletes, the, the perception that they give off, it makes people feel like, all right, like if they just did that, like I got to do the same thing. And again, I feel like because everyone's story is different, we can't compare ourselves to that same situation because, bro, everything matters in life, man. Like, all of the small things, they have some type of story attached to it. That's a fact. And that makes me think about 
the Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick, out of all the Super Bowls he won, he never smiled. <laughs> he was ready for the next practice. He probably don't get it now, but probably when he get older and when he's not able to coach no more, he's like, damn, maybe I should have actually enjoyed that moment and, and celebrated. I don't know why we do that in, in the sports culture. We just feel like it's so competitive that if we slack off, we let somebody else come up. Yeah, and it's just probably the way that they ingrain it into our head and what they want us to, how they want us to perceive it. Business is a sport, man. We want to enjoy it. We love to win, but like when you win, you find some type of joy in that small victory. Whether that first victory or that small victory is your first sale, like your first customer or like anything that you didn't have before and you earned it, smile a little, live a little. There's nothing wrong with that. For the second problem, entrepreneurs stop doing the little things that they enjoy. What is something that you stopped doing as you became an entrepreneur? Right off the rip, I stopped playing basketball and I stopped working out. Basketball, you and me, bro, growing up, we lived at the park. If we wasn't at the park, we was in the backyard getting shots up. And that's something that like really brought a lot of joy to us. As I got into business, I, I can't play basketball and or play video games too. Growing up, we was always getting a chance to be competitive and, and enjoy being a kid. And I feel like sometimes as entrepreneurs, as we get older and we get in the game, we forget to showcase our inner kid. And when I think back to like when I was a kid, man, that's when I feel like everybody was the happiest. And why are we the happiest when we're a kid? Because we don't got no worries. We don't got no bills. You don't got to worry about how this or that is going to get done. As a kid, I just went with the flow. Whatever happened, I was just happy with whatever I got. But as an entrepreneur, I just start, I stopped focusing on the things that made me happy. And I was just, how am I going to pay this bill? Yo, bro, basketball was definitely the first love. And as I got into business, I just stopped doing it. Just look at it like, yo, there's no point of it because everything I do is try to be purposeful. It's like, yo, I'm not going to the league, so why am I even spending time on it? And I was such an extremist, and I realized how much joy it brings me. Like, the competitive adrenaline, and it forced me to think outside the box strategically. Like, basketball even is the reason why we have the research that we have, because we met so many people. I just thank God I, I never was, you know, injured, or I have no reason to stop playing. I just mentally was like, yo, this is not going to add value to me. And that's when I was like, yo, this is not good because this is something that always adds value to me. Just because I have a business doesn't mean I have to stop doing this. I actually want to create a business to get freedom so I can do the things I enjoy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like a big oxymoron. And I, I just feel like so many people get caught up in that where they don't do these things anymore. Like, I ain't got time for it. I ain't got time for it. So it's like, you're just going to be working 24-7 as, as an entrepreneur. That's what, you, that's what you're in this for? And you got, it sounds silly, but you really got to ask yourself, like, we already quit in the nine to five, quitting the 40-hour work week to do 80, 90 hours. So now, out of those, after those 90 hours, you're not going to spend two hours for yourself? Yeah, bro. You know what I think a lot of people forget is the things that they enjoy, the relationships that it create. If we go back, bro, and we think of anything that we enjoy doing as a kid or as a young adult before entrepreneurship, just look back on the relationships, right? The relationships that it formed, 
you and me, our relationship, our brotherhood that we got formed from our competitiveness. We always trying to push each other and be like, I'm gonna beat you in this. I'm gonna beat you in that. Like, that's just the mindset that we had. And I feel like the things that we enjoy sometimes create the best long life, uh, long-term relationships. Yeah, and that's true. And entrepreneurship is all about relationships. You might want to start going to the gym. You might want to start playing ball. You might want to start going to that dance class because you might meet the next opportunity there as well. And even from an analytical standpoint, I told myself this. I didn't want to play basketball no more because I'm trying to get the gains and it'd be too much cardio. But that was a lie. I just had to eat more. <laughs> But we, we tell ourselves these things to try to make ourselves feel good about not doing what we want to do. And I, went to, I go to 24-Hour Fitness where there's a, a basketball gym there, but it's not there no more because of COVID. And I pass it by every time like a sad puppy. I want to play ball today. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, let me just go lift. I was losing part of myself. And everybody in the gym, you playing, you playing? I'm like, nah. And <laughs> that, <laughs> that was... On the outside, I was like, I'm good. But inside, I'm like, damn, I actually do want to go play ball because it's been a minute. Why do you think you said no? Because I was just so caught up in my physical goals. And I always looked at it like, yo, this is not going to add value to me because I'm not going to the league and I'm not going to play basketball at a high level. So why am I spending time on it? I mean, maybe to be a park legend. <laughs> 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 nah, the park legends still stayed in the park for the last 20 years. I didn't want to be those guys. <laughs> yeah, and it's real rap, though. I feel like there's a lot of people that we see in the park, and that's just the end goal, because I guess sometimes in the back of our minds, we see those people that, like, <laughs> that go so hard in that one particular thing, and you're like, bro, what are you doing? You look silly. We look at the worst case scenario of, I don't want to look like them. You know what? Let me focus on myself and let me just focus on all business. Sometimes, bro, I feel like we all got to humor ourselves. And regardless how people view us doing the things that we enjoy, it's, yo, just love yourself, man. Like what the, the title says is love everybody, but love you more. So if they view you as KB, the park legend, <laughs> <laughs> then it is what it is. You happy, you got your business or whatever the case is. So I think that's a big thing that sometimes entrepreneurs, we overlook. Yeah. And even when it came to my clients, because I always play like devil's advocate, asking them questions, you know, what do you do to enjoy yourself? They go, I work. What do you do after that? I go out sometimes with my friends. Bob, so what do you do for yourself? And they don't have an answer. I used to dance or I used to, you know, write poems. I used to do this. So I was like, why you stop? I just got old. I'm like, that's not a reason to stop. Because by you not doing it, it's going to make you feel even older. Because you find so much enjoyment from dancing, doing yoga, all these different things that you started a long time ago, or playing tennis, I just grew out of it. I'm like, nah, you didn't grow out of it. You just stopped loving it. And you stopped realizing that, you know, so well, stop appreciating it. And me telling them that and also realizing I was going through my own struggle. So by talking to them, it made me realize, damn, I got to go start playing ball. I got to go get my video game back. During quarantine, I bought a PS4. And I'm like, yo, this one's going to bring me closer to my friends. And also, too, I used to be Mr. 2K. So <laughs> <laughs> yo, stop telling people that, bro. 
So I'm like, yo, I got to get my title back. <laughs> but now I play Call of Duty and I'm the man in that. But it's like, yo, <laughs> now I have a different type of status to me. Yeah, I, and I feel like what it does is, again, it brings back the inner joy. It brings back the competitive trash talking that sometimes you miss. And trash talking is a part of who you are. Like, and it's a part of a, a lot of us too, especially where we come from. It's something that we enjoy. So I think, man, if our entrepreneurs remember that, it's going to help them just do what you enjoy, man. Go back to your inner kid because your inner kid is where some of your best relationships are, like I said. So they got to remember that. Like our entrepreneurs got to remember that. Love everybody, but love you more. Facts. The third problem, entrepreneurs sacrifice their health for financial gain. Now, this is an oxymoron coming from a trainer, but I even digress from working out consistently at a point in time because I was so focused on building the brand, getting new clients, responding to people, doing all these other things. And I'm like, yo, I'm losing myself because I'm not working out how I'm supposed to. And it's not that I can't work out. It's just like I'm thinking these other things are important, like the business to a certain status, and then I can spend two hours in the gym. and what I had to look at is, yo, before any of this, I just love working out before it was a business. I love, you know, pushing my body to different limits. And I had to get back to that person again, because when I did get back to that person, it just made me more creative. So I started sharing the pain from myself to my clients. And <laughs> they didn't like that. By me doing that, it just made me tap into a whole other world. Yo, you got to continue to work out consistently. And it's been times where it's like, all right, yo, I don't want to work out. I'm like, nah, I have to work out. This is what keeps me centered. This is a part of my life. What I've seen is a lot of entrepreneurs, kind of very similar to what you just said, is they have this magical number in their head. How they view it is, once I hit this number, or once my bank account gets to here, or once I hit this many sales, then I could work out. Or I'm not going to work out for four years straight, so then that way I could focus on growing my business. And bro, it's so backwards because I didn't wait that long until I realized how important this was because it is very similar to problem number two is my first six months in business, I was the most unhappy. And it was because I was sacrificing my health to build my business. And I didn't go to the gym. I didn't play basketball. I didn't talk to you. I didn't. I didn't talk to my family as much. And when we say health, we're not just talking about physical, like it, we're even talking mental health too. And I feel like our entrepreneurs, when we sacrifice our mental and our physical health, man, just for monetary gains, it's like the long-term effects is really not worth it. And I'm glad that I snapped out of it within my first six months, because after I realized how important my mental and my physical health was, like I became happy. It really is a loss in the long run. It's, it's funny because for those who don't know, like, like you always was fit growing up. Yep. And you do have veins coming out of every part of his body. <laughs> but once he started getting the business, why your suit so baggy, bro? Yeah. You, you, look, you look sick and it's, you just was working. Seeing you at, you know, one aspect of your body, because when we was playing basketball, we was in the best shape of our lives where we could do anything. And then knowing that you got to transform to a business owner, 
It's like, yo, but you still not even working out no more. I was like, yo, you one of the most cut people I know. So when I seen that, I was like, yo, I know he's putting more time in his business, but at the same time, just even your health aspect, because that's how you've always been since, you know, forever, is being a fit person. Yeah, and then I realized it, bro. Like, I realized it and when I started taking pictures, and I was like, dang, I'm not eating like that. I'm not working out. I'm not hitting the gym because I was just thinking business 24-7. And it took me a while to realize I got to get back to my senior year of high school, my freshman year of college. Those kind of – that condition that I was in, it was like it was top-notch. And it's important, but when you're in the moment, you forget about that because all you see is dollar signs. It's hard to see it when you're in it, and it's hard for somebody to explain it to you as well. So that's why we hope it with entrepreneurhood. We are speaking from a perspective where we've been through it. If anybody else can't talk to you in your circle, at least listen to what we got to say about it. Because that was another thing for me is, I hear what you're saying, but you don't own a business, and you're not trying to do this at no 20-something years old, so you're not going to really understand what I'm trying to do. And I always to say, yo, if, if I don't do it, then it's not going to get done. <laughs> and, that was something that was always in my head. The information wasn't receptive because of the messenger that was coming from. And I feel like, I hope this episode can touch certain people in different ways with, yo, these dudes know been doing it and they still doing it. And these are things that I'm going through. Let me take heed to what they're actually saying. They're speaking from experience. Yeah, bro. And like the main thing too is whenever we have our people that listen and show love, we're speaking from experience, not in as we figured everything out. We made enough mistakes and made enough progress that we could prevent some of our entrepreneurs from making the same things. They said, I think I heard a quote that says, there's two ways you could learn. You could learn by making your own mistakes, or you could learn from other people's mistakes to show on your learning curve. And I feel like the smart entrepreneurs, the ones that went on a big level, they learn from other people's mistakes because we want to achieve our goals sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's the whole reason why people write books in the first place. You know, they could lighten the load for you so you don't have to go through what they go through and they share their experiences. If you don't understand that aspect and you feel like, yo, I got to touch the fire to see if it's hot, you're going to have a long road ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Let's jump into the solutions. I want the entrepreneurs that's taking notes for them to be able to write some stuff down so then that way they can look back and really have a plan of attack. So the first problem we said was entrepreneurs don't celebrate the small victories. My solution for them is this. Document the journey. Take pictures. Take videos. Remember that feeling of how it felt to get that first sale, to hit the 100 sale mark, to make your first $1,000 month. Remember that feeling, document it, so then that way when you look back on it, you could be like, yo, I did that. And then that way people could relive that experience with you i like that my takeaway is celebrate everything even if it's a small gesture and of course use discretion don't do anything that's not going to be cost effective but make sure you have something that actually penetrates your emotions because when you do that when you tap into that strong emotion is going to bring you drive to your next goal only to be bigger and better so i look at it like this if you go on vacation and you have a certain amount of money aside and you get a queen size room, or you get the garden view. <laughs> when you come back, if you're a true entrepreneur, you're already going to be back to back in the grind, back in hustle mode. That's going to make you like the next time you go, yeah, I want the ocean view. 
I want the swim out. I want the king size room. I want the deluxe. I want the butler. I can, I can envision that. I can <laughs> envision that, bro. It just gives you a bigger emotion how you felt when you had that, that particular luxury in your life. And you, then you're going to say, you know what? I want this all the time. I don't want this just on vacation. I want to live like this all the time. And it's the emotion that is what drives us to do our goals. Analytically, we know what we need to achieve, but it's the emotion that's going to drive you when you don't feel like doing it. It's the emotion that gets you going, that put in the extra work and extra time. So celebrate everything, even if it's a small gesture, so you can carry that motion to your next goal. Yep. We're all motivated by like our different emotions. That's a, uh, a great takeaway for real. And my second uh, takeaway for the second problem is the problem says entrepreneurs stop doing the little things they enjoy. And here's what I want to tell everyone in entrepreneurhood. There's two sides to you, man. Remember that you got the business side and then you have the inner kid. And sometimes as we get deeper into business, we gravitate to just the business side and we forget about our inner kid. And remember your inner kid side is the side that has probably built some of the best relationships you have in your life because those are the people that knew you before business. They knew you before you blew up. And those are the people that probably enjoy spending time with. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. Those people, you can't spend the most time with them because sometimes <laughs> like they, they might not be good for you, but sometimes you got some people that like it's enjoyable to be around, show them some love and, Enjoy the little things for real. My, my takeaway is plan to have fun daily. So for at least an hour for yourself, give yourself time, whether it's that's reading, listening to music, watching your favorite, favorite TV show, dancing, playing ball, video games. If you can't afford to give yourself an hour on a daily, then that's very unhealthy because that means you're not giving yourself happiness on a daily. You're just working 24-7. And if you're working to create happiness, it's not going to happen. It's either you're happy now or you're never going to be happy. So give yourself time to do things you enjoy. And when I actually start doing that, because one of my things is watching comedy specials. By me watching a comedy special, it actually gave me a business idea. Unintentionally, it gave me inspiration. That actually was funny. I think I'm actually going to add this to my business and my brand. We entrepreneurs, we get inspiration from anything. So don't feel like, oh, if I'm doing something, it's, gonna, it's not valuable. Nah, we wired differently from everybody else. We could be in the middle of a silly game with a little two-year-old baby, a two-year-old cousin, and really find some, hold on, this idea, I could turn this into a business. So <laughs> that's just how we operate. So don't ever try to think the cap is off the cap is always on yeah that's true that's true and then my final takeaway for the third problem is where we talked about entrepreneurs sacrifice their health for financial gains and i want all my entrepreneurs to remember the quote that i said earlier either you make time for exercise or you make time for illness and it's so funny, man. Posted a video on Instagram today because I seen a guy that was 102 and he was like running a, a relay race. So he's running some type of race. He came in last place. I mean, 
He better have if everybody else is, is under 102. <laughs> <laughs> he came in last place, but, like, he completed the race at 102. And that – in deep. Yeah, it inspired me, man. And I'm like, if I go out, I want to go out saying, yo, lay – he, he was tripping, man. Like, he ran a race at 102, and then he passed out at the finish line. But I don't expect nothing else from him. And if you want to live a long life, man, you take care of yourself. You take care of your body. You never want to sacrifice your health for money. And don't make the same mistakes that KB and I made throughout the beginning parts of entrepreneurship. We want to live a long and fruitful life because, like, that's how life should be meant, man. I know a lot of people don't think – 50, 60 years down the line, but just think long-term. And when you think long-term, you make better decisions. I always tell people I'm going to be young forever. <laughs> I just say old is a mindset. I tell my clients all that all the time. We're not getting any younger. You can't get yesterday back at all. You have to do things that's going to keep you motivated, keep you fresh, keep you vibrant. I'm with it. Like 102, we're going to be racing. My, one of my takeaways is check in with yourself physically and mentally have those daily check-ins where you ask yourself like yo when was the last time I worked out how am I eating you know what I'm doing with my time when the last time I meditated or I prayed do those things as well because your spirit is a big part of you know being an entrepreneur because we have so much faith and have so much drive the things that's not seen yet so you have to make sure that's intact first because you might have the goals but it goes again what's going to be the motion that's going to drive you and get you up in the morning to chase these goals. And I think that you got to have that daily check-in with yourself and really rewire yourself because you go really fast and go really nowhere as an yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah. And you could just be doing a whole bunch of busy work. You think you're being productive and you're progressing, but you're really not. It's because you're not one with yourself and you're not one loving yourself. You're just loving your business. So you have to love everyone, but love you more. Facts. My last takeaway for the entire episode is uh, simple. It's a, it's a Drake quote. And he said, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. The reason why like that quote is so impactful for me is like a lot of people, they just work to pay bills and they die. And I don't think that's how life should be lived. I think life should be lived. You work, you achieve success, and you enjoy the process and you take care of yourself. Like, we're meant to spoil ourselves. Like, we're meant to reward ourselves and enjoy the moment and document in each step of the way. So for the entrepreneurs out there, man, just remember, you want to live a full life. Like, live life with no limits. Enjoy it. And make sure that you love everybody, but you love yourself more. My final thought is I look at entrepreneurship as a big puzzle. The big dream is literally made up of small victories of that puzzle. So each time you add a piece, each time you add another piece, another corner piece, another middle piece, celebrate that. Because once that puzzle is completed, all you're gonna do is reminisce on how many steps you took to get to the big part, the big dream. So you might as well enjoy the moment as you keep going and you might as well celebrate it. Life is only getting busier as we climb the ladder. Make time for things that you enjoy. Go take the trip. Buy the PS5. Get the massage. It's okay. It's okay to love everybody, but love yourself more. Entrepreneurhood. 
Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.